1: Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies.
2: My name is Luke. I'm Salty.
1: I'm Cam. Gentlemen, how are we?
2: Good. Peachy keen, jelly bean. Oh, Good, I love Jesus. it. I love that energy. Yeah, I'm bringing it, baby. You don't love that energy, Salty?
3: Oh, no, it's fine. This wasn't it ex- I wasn't expecting it after the little dark preamble we had You'd prior d- to...
1: <laughs> immediately prior to starting <laughs> recording, you were both saying, ah. Oh, I'm feeling a lot of existential
2: dread. (laughs) Uh, I think there was like a a Tropfest short film that won that was like FM radio DJs going through like existential dread in the morning and you don't know that they're radio DJs and then they switch on to being like.
3: Oh, yeah. I I saw that.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That's
1: us. We're in full lockdown. Not going out after eight o'clock anymore. Uh, So, yeah, that's put a real um, dampener on my social life i was doing that a lot obviously yeah yep.
3: so for me it was just like going out just before 5 a.m <laughs> yeah <Yep. laughs> well, those 4 a.m runs i was doing
1: yeah so yeah it's, it's been a big change for all of us i think uh what are we talking about today boys
2: uh black holes
1: black holes this was a robo idea just gonna highlight that uh we're gonna be talking about black holes and black hole conspiracies uh Black holes are complicated.
2: Yeah, they are complicated. Yeah. Did anyone actually look up what like does anyone attempt to explain, I guess, what a black hole is? I think I can. Alright. So let's do it.
1: I think a black hole is when a star of a sufficiently large size uh reaches the end of its life and collapses in on itself and then becomes a black hole. It <laughs> <laughs> starts sucking in all uh, light and matter that comes into its orbit. and uh, But then it gets complicated because it's like time slows down as you go towards the black hole. And so then you get the event horizon, which is around the black hole, which is where time is basically stopped. And so they think that uh, perhaps information can't be destroyed by a black hole and is trapped in this 2D sphere around the event horizon and it's like then the scientist is like what if the whole universe is just one of these crazy event horizons man and so much of, th- of this black hole stuff just sounds like Einstein was smashing a massive monster gravity bong someone's busted in on him they're like oh what are you doing in here Einstein he's like uh just working on some science and they're like oh what are you working on he's like oh what if the whole universe was a magic eye it's like that's a bad German accent. Einstein, what's really going on? <laughs> uh, there was a lot of that going on for me where I was like, you guys are just making this up. The whole universe is in a hologram on a black hole. <laughs> Give me <laughs> so, a break.
3: So the idea is that at the middle of the black hole is a singularity, right? Which is a point in space where mass becomes infinite.
1: Yeah. And nothing can escape it.
3: Yeah. So, because I, like, who... Did Einstein theorise black holes?
2: No, he wasn't the first. Right. Um, I'm sure there are people that know more, a lot more about this that are just tearing their hair out right now. Apologies yeah. to those people.
3: No, I'm, I'm loving that people are going to be really frustrated at our really bad attempt at science. <laughs>
2: um,
3: so, because Einstein's theory of relativity, right, said that the f- the closer something gets to light speed, its mass increases exponentially, right. Which is why Einstein's like, we can't travel faster than the speed of light because our mass would become infinite.
1: Yeah, it would be too heavy.
3: Right. So, if that can't happen, if we can't, if our mass can't become infinite, how can there be infinite mass in a black hole? Is he not contradicting himself?
2: Yeah, you're going to have to take that up with him, I think.
3: Yeah, I'll get him on the buzzer,
2: <laughs>
3: on the bell. That's how annoyed he's going to be. The Alexander Graham
1: Bell. What he hears from you.
2: (laughs) So I guess for years, you know, they were defined by we couldn't really observe them. Yeah. Because there's nothing there. It's it's, it's a black hole.
3: Yeah. Not even light can get away from it.
2: um, But in 2016, they actually, the first one was kind of. I don't think it was photographed as such. It's a uh,
1: uh, yeah. There's images of it. They they like they got a proper image of what it looks like.
2: Yeah, I think but it's like based it's on like radio waves. A, yeah, it's through a radio telescope. Yeah, yeah. I see um, a series of them. So that was released in 2019. That, that image. Um, it's kind of cool. It's a uh, it looks like an album cover of um, a 90s you know rock album.
1: Yeah, it is kind of cool. But when you search for black hole conspiracies. This is one of the first things that comes up because, uh, I don't know, you know, it was a whole bunch of people that did it, and one of them was a woman. Yeah. I think a number of them were women, but there was, like, one woman who had tweeted it, and her tweet went viral. And because it was this woman who worked on it whose tweet went viral, all of these, like, MRAs were like, nuts, nah, photoshopped. Women can't do that. They should be in the kitchen.
3: Yeah. In fact, she only wrote 30% of the code involved in the thing. Did you see stuff about that?
1: Yeah. Like- That's like, that's quite a bit of courage. <laughs> yeah.
3: Because I think I th- some of the articles I was talking about was like, yeah, YouTube getting in trouble for pushing like these anti-woman conspiracy theories because that whole thing blew up that like this woman had tweeted it and then just got massively attacked because how, p- how could a woman possibly have done that? And that become like the really- that become what you found most <laughs> on YouTube when you tried to look up this thing was- just all this stuff about um, that it was actually a man. Let's be real.
2: So the the guy that I guess was most prominent pushing this was, was Roosh V, uh, the men's rights activist, the, the awful human being uh, known as Roosh V. Um, Who like, the, li- literally
1: lives in his mum's basement as well. It's yeah. like He lives the cliche. Um, he,
2: he has since kind of renounced his... A lot of his ways, because he was all about like um, picking up women and and just really like sleazy stuff, really awful shit. Um, you can look it up. I don't want to repeat it, but he he's gone like religious now, full on celibate. Denounced all his past ways, but he's still cooked. <laughs> But he has said that, uh, I'm not good at Photoshop, but can create a more believable black hole photo. This only went viral because the news is desperate to pat a woman on the head for doing anything but make a baby. <laughs> Which is crazy because there are so many scientists and uh, women that have done amazing things over the years that get no credit at all. It's, you know, the media has plenty of, of stuff to, to pull out. Mm. Uh, in the past, he's also, um, he's, he. Took up baking. Uh, this is the kind of, I guess, the kind of guy he is. Uh, he took up baking, and he said it was uh, manly and not womanly because it's science. I'm not a woman. Uh, I am ultra masculine, as you can see. But baking and cooking in general is, sci- is a scientific thing, and men like scientific things. Huh. So stay out of the kitchen, woman. I guess. Yeah.
1: He also. You know how he he's converted to Christianity. He made that decision after uh, smashing some mushies. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> God told him, get on board, take the God pill. What a cooker.
2: Yeah, yeah. I doubt
1: those were government mushies.
2: <laughs> get those government mushies and find religion.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he still seems like he's a bad dude.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so that that's kind of a... That took up a lot of the black hole conspiracy oxygen, didn't it? when In yeah. the research, mm-hmm.
1: there was also when you look at black hole conspiracy, there was someone talking about like the conspiracy between. There was like a scientific paper about the conspiracy between the the event horizon and whatever else. It's like no, leave it. Leave conspiracies out of this. You've got another science word for this. You don't need to confuse me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, How this came about, or why I wanted to talk about it, because there's a guy called Joe Davis. Did you guys look up much about this Joe Davis fella?
1: No, what have you got?
2: Oh, he rules. He's this, uh, I'd describe him as a crazy old hippie that has no science qualifications at all, that uh, has a fellowship with MIT, and he just loves doing wacky science experiments that are kind of half art. Uh, So he's created biomineralized silk which I think, the, I, I don't know the process. and no, You can actually do workshops on how to create it, but it, it I think it's going to help uh, nuclear waste sites and clean up all that by creating new properties on silk and making silk a lot stronger and then using that to clean things up somehow. Right. Um, but he's also been working on encoding the oldest apple variety, oldest apple species, which I think is 4,000 years old, uh, with wikipedia injected into its dna so when it grows you could actually you know from the apples from this tree you can pull out the dna and it's got wikipedia articles
3: right
2: in in there uh so he's just this kind of crazy oh and he after hurricane C- katrina he wanted to get revenge on the sky so <laughs> built a Built a thing and I couldn't see, I don't know if he ever actually Finished it but he was going to build a, a thing that Caught lightning and like attracted lightning And then bounced it back up into the sky <laughs> uh, He was also The, in the 1980s He 1980- just get
3: one of those orgone blasters And just keep blasting the sky with orgones yeah,
2: He should have, he should I feel like he's, he's past orgones He's like <laughs> well past that um, In the 1980s he also became the first man To transmit the sound of a contracting Vagina into space <laughs> Uh, this was a protest, uh, and this has come up a couple of times recently for some reason. But so when they, you know how they launched that like gold record into space, the Pioneer and Voyager plaques? Yeah. Uh, it had uh, pictures of like nude men and nude ladies, but all, the the females didn't have their genitals. It was just kind of like a smooth bump. Oh, yeah, Barbie style. Uh, yeah, and like that's kind of controversial. Um, and <laughs> so he did this as a protest to highlight that, they didn't actually put a vagina into space. Right. <laughs> so anyway, um, what he's up to with black holes at the moment is he's trying to send information into the black holes. I think like via Morse code. And for some reason he thinks it's going to appear in 1935. Right. So he's got this theory and a look. It, he, he's, you know, he's, he's thinking on a level that I'm, I'm certainly not at. So I don't really understand it. Uh, he sent two signals into the void. He hopes it'll reach Earth, uh, ideally around 1935. This is an article from mic.com. Uh, the dispatch, which Davis calls Swan Song, is a one hour Morse code transmission listing numerous pandemics, natural disasters, genocides, and other tragedies that humans failed to mitigate between 1935 and 2011. Uh, buddy, maybe you want to. Catch up on this current <laughs> pandemic. Yeah.
3: yeah, buddy, maybe you yeah. want to watch Back to the Future and see what you got to fuck up by trying to do this.
2: Uh, the idea is to send it to towards Cygnus X1, a black hole over 6,000 light years from Earth, in order to slingshot the signal off its time-distorting edge into the past and back towards us. The, if it works, it could, as he uh, notes, be used to break the wheel of time.
1: That makes sense. Now, he's just sending that now, right?
2: I think so. I think maybe started twenty. He's already sent two
1: out, right? So it hasn't. It won't have reached there yet. I guess not. No. So, but should we already know that it's worked, or has it already worked? Because did he send out about much worse pandemics than we've had? It's like we completely avoid the avoided the Albanian flu of nineteen sixty seven, and that's thanks to the Morse code. Yeah, like it's already taken. We're already. Feeling the effects.
2: Um, oh, okay. So you're saying we've forgotten that pandemic that you just made up? Yeah, because he stopped. Or it. didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah he, he's he's stopped like eight, twelve. <laughs> he's stopped all of them. Yeah. We would never know.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool.
1: But or or is it not going to have taken effect yet because the stuff hasn't actually reached there yet? Or.
2: Yeah, it, I mean, it also lists some. Some things in this article that we know. And if if we are going by Back to the
3: Future rules, that's why we ended up with Trump as president.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because he skewed <laughs> the
3: timeline off into this weird fucking biff universe.
1: Yeah, he just put us literally into Back to the Future part two.
2: Yeah. Minus the hoverboards.
3: Well yeah, obviously.
1: Yeah. Um, who's he expecting to be receiving this Morse code transmission in nineteen thirty five? Like who's waiting like
0: does, does the Morse
2: code have to be transmitted via into something? Well, I'm guessing, I don't know, what What are the radio telescopes like? And You know, now, like these days, if a message comes from space in Morse code, we're going to pick it up and be like, oh, what the hell? Yeah. Did he, Did anyone do this? Is that microwave going off again or what? <laughs> but, yeah, 1935, was anyone doing it?
1: Yeah. Or is it just going to be some random Morse code operator who's going to pick it up and be like... Ah, uh, these bloody kids again.
2: <laughs>
1: and this is a complicated message. No one's got time to transcribe this.
2: And no one's going to believe in them as well. Hey, everyone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I've yeah. seen the future via Morse code. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I just got a message about all of this stuff. It's like, yeah, it's the bloody Nazis fucking with you. Yeah.
2: You'd have to, yeah, you'd have to, like, you'd have to put some little wins in there. You know, like, oh, on this day in 1936, you know, these are, you know, this horse has got to win the Grand National or whatever. Get those little ones in there so he, the person, he or she can prove themselves. Hey, you've believed me on this Grand National winner. But that's putting us
3: even more deeper into the Back to the Futures timeline because Biff goes back and gives his younger self the almanac with all the sporting results.
2: Mm. I mean, it doesn't have to be sports, but sports is the easy one. Any yeah. of these
1: wins, especially if some bloody Nazi gets a hold of it, if if some Nazi's winning all the horse races, <laughs> then the Germans win the war with their extra money, their extra <laughs> horse racing money.
2: Yeah, so that's that's what this guy's up to anyway. Oh, well, good on him.
1: Hmm.
3: So where, did we, where do we think the theory of black holes aren't actually... I mean, I started reading some stuff that got really scientific and it hurt my brain, so I kind of breeze through some of it but it was talking about theories of if you look at black holes in terms of time and space being what we think it is it's like a singularity where no nothing escapes and it's like just these doom portals in space um but there's like a way of looking a theory of looking at space and time as granular Made up of tiny, tiny particles rather than whatever fucking scientists think it is. Um, and that changes the theory of black holes to a point in space where things get squeezed. But then actually come out on the other side somewhere else. Mm. Black holes as portals to other universes, other dimensions.
2: Is that how it works on Star Trek?
3: Well, there's you have wormholes, which are like... Tears in fabric and this fabric of space and time.
2: Okay. A wormhole is different to a black hole.
3: Well, are they? That's the question. Mm. Mm. Like, did Einstein also talk about wormholes? Or am I thinking of Stephen Hawking?
1: I think he might have. Isn't it the Einstein-Rosen bridge? Dunno. It was like a bridge that he built with Rosen.
3: Was that where you, they talk about bending, like bringing two points in space together?
1: A wormhole or an Einstein-Rosen bridge is a speculative structure linking disparate points in space-time. Right, and based on a special solution of the Einstein field equations. Did my so, brain hurts already? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think uh, he came up with it, but it's like based on his some of his stuff. Right. So
3: yeah, there's all there's series that, that um black holes are portals to other dimensions or alternate universes. Mm. Um obviously we can't just travel to one and check it out.
2: So this alternate universe is gonna be getting blasted with Morse code.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, going, and hey,
3: nineteen thirty five alternate universe, watch out for the pandemic.
1: And they're like, What pandemic? Everything's fine.
2: Yeah. And like maybe how 19- annoyed will they be? Maybe 1935 universe is like already you know they're already equipped to get these signals and verify them as coming from space. Yeah. So it's just going to blow their mind. Just me, what the hell? Why? Or, has, why has this information coming from space all of a sudden? Or
3: they're significantly advanced, and they're like, "Ha Look, it's that dumb universe sending us <laughs> this fucking beep, beep 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 messages again." Yeah. <laughs> why don't they just say it?
1: Or they'll get the message and they're like, 9-11? Well, you know, we haven't been fucking around in the Middle East for the past 30 years, so we don't have any of those
2: problems. (laughs) Why why would Osama bin Laden, famously nice guy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Philanthropist.
2: Humanitarian leader. (laughs) Never trained by the CIA. If anything, it would be that awful Nelson Mandela that we killed off in the 80s.
3: Uh, there's a, um, there's an old episode of Transformers, like Generation 1 Transformers, where um, I think the Autobots are chasing the Decepticons and they get sucked into a black hole. And when they end up coming out of the white hole on the other side...
1: Mm.
3: But I think white holes are a different phenomena, right? Yeah. But, yeah, the, the Transformers go in to this black hole and come out the other side... And it's like all the colours are inverted, right? On the other side, so That's everything looks fun. like the opposite. And then Megatron and Optimus realise they have to work together to get back to the normal universe.
2: Dude, would they just like get there and then be like, "Oh man, it's going to be so much work to get back to the normal universe. Let's just live with just slightly different colours. Let's <laughs> just be okay." With you know, in the uh, Simpsons Tree House of Horror, when he just. Decides to live with the uh, lizard. Lizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah,
3: I used, I liked being a red truck, but I'm, I guess I'm okay being a, like a green truck.
2: If I need to break the theory of relativity, I I don't want to. This is way <laughs> too much work.
1: Am a white hole in general relativity is a hypothetical region, so perfect for this podcast. Yeah, yeah. space time and singularity, which can't be entered from the outside. Right. Energy, matter and light can only escape from it. It's the opposite of a black hole that where nothing can, can escape, stuff can only escape from it. Which seems like, you know, fuck off. That's what I say to that. <laughs> that's not how anything works. But maybe that's how the other end of a black hole works. Yeah,
3: it's the white end.
1: Nothing you can get back in. Oh, and also there's supposed to be black holes at the centre of every, like, galaxy
3: yeah I saw that that yeah they think that they're lurking somewhere in every galaxy
1: like,
2: um, what do you mean so like that is that is true or that's just a theory
1: I think that's a widely accepted theory or like it's widely considered to be very plausible by the by the scientists supermassive black holes right which is like the one that they took the photo of
3: right also that's also a muse album right. Yeah.
1: It's like uh I don't like that.
3: Actually, Cam, that'd be a good thing for your bloody radio show. Songs about black holes.
1: Yeah. Well Have there's d- black hole sun. There's this Muse one.
3: Yeah, there's Cygnus X One by Rush. There you go. There's Is that um long? Uh probably. That's there's good. No, that's Eye good. Of <laughs> the Universe by Arion.
1: Alright. We'll talk later. <laughs> Can you get Mike to record a Toe Hider Black Hole song? Uh,
3: probably. I'm just trying to think if there is one. No, there's not. Does
1: he still listen to the podcast? I'm uh, not sure. All right. Well, I'm going to say if, if he does, we should cut this and then subtly inject the idea into his head. Building. Like, wow, I reckon a Black Hole song would really appeal to the Toe Hider audience. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we could just uh, start talking about all the amazing riffs we could imagine a Black Hole to inspire. If
0: someone was so inclined. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah,
3: and then maybe that us talking about that will go out into space, go through a black hole, and enter the other universe like ten months ago <laughs> and suddenly there is a Harder song about black holes. Perfect. Oh. Is there? Nah, didn't work. Sorry, 1935
2: hippie guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, this guy's current. He's sending it back to 1935. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, That's probably all I've actually really got on black holes. I wanted more alien stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't. Is it, getting, is it me or is it getting harder to find cook stuff because of all these clampdowns on fake news and information?
1: Yeah, I definitely found, like, when I searched for all of the normal things on YouTube, it was, like, black holes, conspiracy, black hole pleadians black hole, whatever, and it was all just like, oh, so you you want to watch normal science videos? It's like, no, <laughs> I want to become a Nazi from watching one science video. <laughs> like, I am saying it is good for everyone else that you can't go on and watch one, one video and get turned into a terrorist <laughs> in, like, the space of an afternoon. But for my purposes, it's not working.
3: So there was an article about... Um how they think basically so the 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 rings around the the black hole, like the event horizon, which is like the glowy uh ring that you see around it. Um which is yeah, the point where the the point of no return basically that's where if you reach the event horizon of the black hole, you fucked. That's it. You go in. Um there was a theory that the the event horizon is actually made up of a whole bunch of rings of light and the, the they just didn't have enough resolution in their radio telescopes to be able to see that. So they kind of have blurred into one big glowy ring. But they think that they've theorized that within within each of the rings of the black hole, I don't know how it works because the science really hurts my brain. But they think that we'd be able to, if we had the right sort of powerful telescope, because all of light is bleeding into the black hole. Like, you know how when they they, they figured out a way to look deeper into space by using the curvature of other stars and stuff to reflect light better or sort of as lenses? No.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, you know how that's a thing. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah go we're, ahead. we're very familiar with uh, yeah. all of the sciences.
3: Yeah, so there's a, there's a thing I read about it ages ago where they like use the, the the curvature of and gravity of other bodies in space as a lens for satellites to be able to see further. And I think the theory is that because the the there's this am- immense amount of gravity around black holes, if they had enough. Resolution in the telescopes. Each of those rings, they would be able to see infinitely into other galaxies. Right. Because all that light's being sucked in. If they could, if they could see the rings better, they would basically be able to look infinitely to other places in space.
2: And other other universes.
3: Well, they didn't say that. They just said, "Oh, yeah, other universes or other uh, places in our universe." Mm. It was interesting, but I couldn't again I, I, I read it and I got to a point where I was like, I I can't read this anymore because it, it literally hurts.
2: Yeah, there needed to be more aliens involved in this one. Yeah. I did find
1: one guy who says the black holes don't even exist.
2: Uh is this Steve Cruthers?
1: Yeah, Stephen Cruthers and bonus, he's an Australian. Well oh,
3: it's truth. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie.
1: So, he uh, he came up with his own theory with a guy called uh, Myron Evans, who's like a free energy guy. Maybe we'll have to talk about free energy one day. But uh, they said Einstein was wrong. General relativity is wrong. And they came up with uh, the Einstein Carter Evans uh, theory, which I think the idea was that Einstein hadn't taken torsion into account. Something to do with how things twist. Uh, But he got, like, booted from the University of New South Wales, and he has, like, a whole thing on his website about it. He's- I saw someone describe him as, like, the Miles Mathis of uh, astrophysics. Remember that guy that- uh, he was the guy that would always write about how uh, spies were behind everything and the spies were of a certain uh, religion. Mm. And he was the guy that said, oh, you know, I have- Book length PDFs on my website. So, I've essentially, if this was a book, this would be like a huge book. Remember that guy?
2: No. But okay. Oh, yeah. No, I remember that guy. Yeah. Yeah. PDF guy. Sorry. The PDF guy. Yeah. The PDF guy. Nothing nothing read about until it was the the PDF guy. Ah, this guy. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I think Miles Mathis is also like a huge fan of this guy. But yeah, he got booted from the University of New South Wales and he has like an explanation on his website. How I was expelled from the University of New South Wales, an example of the suppression of science by Stephen J. cruthers And then for some reason, the, just before he gets into the story, I, I didn't notice this yesterday, but it must have been there. Uh, he links to his independent uh, report as a private investigator into the death of Miss Dew in police custody, the, the woman who died in uh, WA, because she she was like in jail over, like, a speeding fine or something and ended up dying. But it's like, why are you getting involved in that? But uh, his explanation of why he was expelled from the University of New South Wales then follows, and basically, I think he came up with his own weird theory, and, like, at first they were like, oh, yeah, that's good, we encourage people to come up with their own weird theories. Uh, It would certainly be something if you could replace the theory of general relativity, and then as he developed it, they're like, this doesn't really work, bro. And he's like, no, I think it does. And just kept on with it until eventually they're like, we can't do a PhD. I can't do your PhD on this. So could you change it? He's like, I'm not going to change it. They're like, well, I'm not going to supervise you. And then because he wasn't being supervised in his PhD, he stopped paying his fees. And they're like, well, this is sort of a condition of being at the uni is you have to pay the fees. Hmm. And that's how he was expelled in a suppression of science because he just didn't pay his fees anymore. Right. So yeah, pretty exciting stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. This is, I, th- there's less on this one than there was Nasara.
1: In yeah. Mm, interesting that.
2: Yeah. Oh, well. I'll,
1: uh, I'll take my apologies <laughs> anytime. I mean. Or space.
3: <laughs> uh, well, I'll send it via Morse code back to 1935. I was just reading that thing about the rings of light again to see if I could somehow give it a bit more of an explanation. But fuck it.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's all we've got for black holes. The only other thing I have to note is I watched, like, a bunch of boring science videos, like panels, with people talking about black holes. And they were telling some pretty lame jokes, and they were killing with those audiences. <laughs> so, hopefully... Uh, if any you have those- an example? Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, you know how time slows down as you... Reach the event horizon and eventually stops. Yeah, mm. uh, uh, it's weird, like feels like that in traffic sometimes. <laughs> 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 uh,
2: uh, that's good. It's funny because that, it's true. You said that was a bad joke. That was a good one. All right, uh, Robbo, where can they find you? Get me at Isle Time, of a, time, aisle of a uh, Just put up a this week. Put up a story about. Uh, the crossover between Vaporwave and one of the largest brewers, actually the largest brewer in Australia. Ah. Uh, bit of a deep dive into the, the music known as Vaporwave, which uh, I love and can see why people hate. So, Can we just have a
1: small shooey before we continue? Of and course. This is a, litra- a literal beer shooey. Mm. Uh, with the Vaporwave thing, you know how they have used like the little Roman statue head in their yeah. thing? Is that a is the, are those statues part of the general vaporwave vaporwave aesthetic? Because I see that with like the fashwave stuff a bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I think the first use of the statue was Macintosh Plus, um, which is, is the album, the famous album, which is like the the benchmark vaporwave album. So then that kind of look and that um, that bust got recycled a lot.
1: Okay, so they haven't accidentally flash signalled with their beer.
2: No, no, they didn't actually use it in the beer, on the beer. So the, they just kind of used a, a vague reference to Vaporwave. Ah. um Like, it, intentionally, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly drawn a lot of inspiration, but the graphic on the story is one that I did.
1: Oh, right. Okay, so you so, haven't so the, accidentally the, flash signalled.
2: <laughs> no, the super va- vaporwavy graphic that's bright pink and uh, with the bust is, is all me. Right.
1: Good work. Uh, Yeah, I didn't think you mentioned, did I design this beer?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was another brewery, um, Three Ravens, who Salty's actually done some design work for. Mm. Uh, I think if you pick up the Three Ravens special releases, Salty's art is on the tags, and if you buy like 10 or 10 over the years, you'll be able to make a little mural with a story attached.
3: Yeah. Um, Like a little jigsaw puzzle.
2: Yeah. Um, But they put up a tasting event. Uh, just yesterday, um, for later this month, and it's it's the same kind of aesthetic as, as what I'm talking about in the story. And so people started sending me that, and they're like, "Did you design that?" And I'm like, "No, I don't. Yeah. Other people can do bad design."
1: What's Even, the? Um, I would what... say to that, like, did I design this? They've got salty to the design. Why would they massively step down to me? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Have you tried the vaporwave lager?
2: No, I haven't. Uh, oh. I don't. I don't know if it's like, it must just really be in big chain shops. I have been told, um, I'm not sure if anyone that, that gives a shit um, listens to this, so I'll probably just say it. I, uh, I have been told it's just rebranded Carlton Draft. <laughs> um,
1: Maybe just put a bit of bubblegum flavoring in it.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm just, hang on, let me just read. Yeah, it's similar to Carlton Draft. It's not that much different. Um one person said it's just rebranded, and another has said it's slightly different. Both that would know for sure. Right.
1: Uh, who is that for? Anyway, th- we can't get into that. That is too much of a showy. So
2: who is what for?
1: Who is that beer for? Who is, vapor- is Vaporwave Caldon Draft for? But maybe that's a so, question for ale of a time.
2: No, no, I can quickly answer it, because it's in collaboration with Vice Media, uh, who do a lot of their branding there. And they found the younger age bracket is more alienated from drinking beer so they decided to um create younger brands that speak to people's beliefs. All right. Uh but it's it's so bad. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> no, like I, I don't know if you guys if you guys saw the other one where they're doing like woke, it's it's what if a beer brand but woke. <laughs> and it's it's really quite embarrassing. Um like they're doing like safe space, like politically correct safe space jokes. Uh. Um, but they just sound like something your racist uncle would tell sarcastically. Yeah, like it's quite it. It's actually pretty offensive. Um, <laughs> if you look up Cubs Lager, I think it is on Instagram. C U B S L A G E R. They're doing like a lot of positive um, LGBTQI plus stuff on there, which gives the name Cubs a pretty interesting. Yeah. Take, given that term is in use in the uh, gay community. Perfect. Politically, politically correct bar jokes.
1: Yep.
3: When's the best time to catcall? When it's Whiskers dinner time.
2: Hey. You going to read the other one, Salty?
3: Why did the man cross the road? Why? To give the woman walking ahead of him the space to feel safe.
2: There
1: you go. Yeah, that's weird. I feel like they have given themselves a lot of uh space to get in trouble with this concept.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of weird. I don't actually hate the design of this one. There's something in there, but they've just gone like said to Emma, if you're going to do something like this, you just turn up to the events as a sponsor. Don't go all in and say we are the woke brand. If you want to yeah. drink, like get woke with us. Like it's it's just really like, just you're trying too hard, dudes. Yeah,
1: yeah. There might even be some sort of connection between, um, like alcohol use and a lot of problematic things in society that they could address. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Robert, did you finish saying where you could be found?
2: Yeah, alevertime for for all this kind of content.
3: Salty, you uh, at saltmarsh on Instagram and Twitter uh, for various stuff, mostly artwork. Uh, Toe Harder on Patreon, Andrew saw so Much Illustration on Facebook, and twitch.tv slash the Salt. I've been doing a lot of art streaming.
2: Any game streaming? Are you streaming Fight Crab?
3: No, you know what? I fucking- I decided to stop streaming gaming because it was ruining my art stream viewer average. There you go. Because I've got like 300 followers or something on Twitch, and none of them were watching me play uh, Sea of Thieves. So, I'm assuming people were like, I don't fucking want to see this dickhead play games. I want to see him do artwork. I don't want to see him
1: getting constantly owned. Yeah.
3: So, they just stopped coming and watching stuff. So, I was like, well, I better stop doing that because my viewer average dipped to like, you know, super low. And I don't want to alienate my audience. Yeah. Yeah. So, now I just play Sea of Thieves. By yourself. Well, not with other people, but like I don't stream it.
2: Just
1: for a bit of fun, yeah, and you can find me at Sexenheimer on Twitter where I've been posting more conspiracy cookers and have almost learned my lesson about putting enough context with the videos to make it clear that it's not me, uh, but not quite. And I am on Gather Around Me, it's my other podcast, and my radio show on 3CR is 4.30pm Thursdays. There's also a podcast at 3cr.org.au slash yeah, nah, We just did a good episode about male supremacism and like MRAs and incels and stuff, which sort of fits in with some of what we've talked about today. Yeah. And where can they find you on TikTok? They can, well, they can't. Isn't TikTok going? I don't know. Uh, uh, Trump's trying to get rid of it.
3: I think, I think he, Microsoft's trying to buy it out in the They put
1: in the order, banning it. I don't know. It's still there, though. Um, and people can also find us all around the web, but we are especially on Patreon. Yes. Uh, and thank you to our Cooked $33 sponsor, Tammy. Thanks, Tammy. We'll have a news show for you shortly. Bye.
3: Bye.
2: Bye.
0: <laughs> don't worry about a thing. mind altering drugs Ooh, Don't worry about a thing Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said Don't worry about a thing I accept You can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of strawberry fields forever Ooh, Don't worry Except, not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you just